that's how I look at this. I go, how are we looking at this and celebrating this love story? Because this <laughs> is not going to work. <laughs> that's that's a fair statement. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, it hurts me. I, I'm like, oh. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Hit all those buttons so you can keep up with our episodes live and otherwise. Um, yeah. Tell a friend about us as well, because we love to help growing a podcast. And tell a, an amateur slash think they're a pro dancer. A lot of them out there. Yeah. I mean, I know a few. So if I know a few, that means everybody knows a few. So go tell them about it. We'll would love to, though that you might want to tell them to skip this episode because I don't have a lot good to say <laughs> about what might be their favorite episode or movie of this. Meaning, uh, we're doing dirty dancing. It's week two of our movies with great soundtracks. And yeah, there it is. So this movie was this qualifies movie with a great soundtrack. It it does. <laughs> and I'll hold off on the rest of my thoughts for a minute. Uh, but this movie was released August 21st, 1987. It was written by Eleanor Bergstein and directed by Emil Ardo- Ardolino. I don't think I've ever looked at who directed this movie before. Um, it stars Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, Jerry Orbach. Cynthia Rhodes, Jack Weston, Jane Brucker, Kelly Bishop, Lonnie Price, and I have to say Wayne Knight, even though, I mean, yeah, Wayne Knight, because I love Wayne Knight. And then we'll say uh, Paula Truman as well, including her. I Look, I, I'm not excited about going to this podcast, if you can't tell. Like, I've lost my normal oomph behind yeah, movies. Your, your spirited intro. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It is what it is. So here it is. The spending the summer at, Cat, at a Catskills resort with her family, Francis Baby Houseman falls in love with the camp's dance instructor Johnny Castle. Um. Yeah. So I mean, look. There's. I don't know that there's ever been a more accurate thesis or like synopsis that we've read on the podcast than this one, but. Um, look, this was your pick, so I'm this gonna go ahead. Pick. I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you for a second because I, I'm gonna shit all over this movie, but I want to hear Perfect. like your thoughts on, like some good things, bad things. I just want to hear your thoughts first before I go in. Yeah, so this is this is my pick. We've done two back to back that are pretty much the same movie, just uh, <laughs> filmed ten years after one another and takes place ten years after one another. But I really like this one, okay. whereas I don't really like Grease, um, which Fair. was last week. Uh, so what I like about this, first of all, the dancing. Okay. So I uh, appreciate people who can do things that I cannot, mm. like in any way, shape, or form. So you have these really cool dance numbers that I'm kind of sitting there just slack-jawed watching because – I can't even do a two-step. Uh, like that's <laughs> that's how bad my dancing is. That's fair. Um, then to follow it up, I 
think this deals with real life issues in a much better way than Grease or some other movies do. They kind of don't shy away from it. Um, it's very out in the open uh, issues with like class and creed and things like that. Um, and then, you know, of course, Patrick Swayze. Fair. Takes his shirt off. That's also <laughs> fair. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and then like there, there is that, you know, uncomfortableness, right. Between Johnny and baby and age difference and things like that. What gets me, I guess what makes me less critical of this okay. rather than Greece is mm-hmm. that little teeny tiny bit of consent that we kind of see. Whereas okay. in Greece, you have the, you know, it's very awkward and it's, it's almost borderline like abusive. Right. <laughs> sure. Not to mention like the TV guy that's like 20 years older than that. Yeah. The you high school student, like that's it, obviously the worst part for sure. It's, it's not consensual. Yeah. In Dirty Dancing, it is, um, and so that's where I'm able to turn a little bit less of a critical eye on it, to where I still enjoy the movie. If that makes sense, it does. Now the floor is yours to take a huge steaming dump on it. Look, okay. So first, I want to start by saying I love Patrick Swayze. I even love Jennifer Grey. I wish she hadn't fixed her nose. I thought that was great. I thought that was a huge mistake on her part. And I think she would admit that because she's almost, when she was younger and she first did it, she was almost unrecognizable when she came back to Hollywood, which is a shame because I like the acting in this movie for me is the difference. Like, I think if I'm comparing the two, like, which we've done a little bit of, and then I'll just get into it. But like, the acting in this is superior to Greece by far. Cause it's not campy. It's not based on a musical. It's just, you're right. It's almost the same movie without the high school setting, but it's, I, I like Patrick Swayze. I like Jennifer. Gray. I like all the actors in this movie. I think they're very good, even at a young age. And I love Patrick Swayze and everything. So I just don't like this. movie. And I think for me, it's because one, I'm not impressed by the dancing because I'm not a good dancer by any stretch, but I not even remotely, but I have friends who are. And so, and I've been to like their recitals and I've been to their performances and I'm like, damn right. And in the eighties, and I didn't see this until I was probably early teenage years and everybody was talking about it. I'm like, what the, okay, I got to watch this movie. And then I'm like, fuck am I watching? So from that perspective, I'm like, this isn't great for me though. I do respect it. And I, Respect the fact that this movie, okay, technically the movie didn't win an Oscar, but the song won an Oscar. And I love that most people don't realize that that's Patrick Swayze singing in that movie, in that song too. So it's like, I don't know. There are good things about it. I just feel like it It also suffers from its time frame of release in 1987, 84 to 89. It's probably one of the greatest eras of movie making ever if not the greatest era of movie making. And I know you'll disagree with that because you love the old, 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 old movies. But for me, 1984 to 1989 is probably the greatest five years-ish, five to six years of movie making, period. And this movie compared to what I'm used to watching from that era, I'm like, this movie sucks balls. 
and it and it partially is because I'm so uncomfortable the whole time with this movie, even to a certain degree more than Greece because Greece is so ridiculous at its core and it plays so goofy and weird and it doesn't take itself seriously most of the time. This movie actually is and to your point is talking a lot about social commentary from the fact that this is probably more true to life than we ever want to admit all the time. There are inappropriate relationships. I almost said a word that get us in trouble on YouTube. So I stopped myself, <laughs> but there are in a, yeah, no, inappropriate relationships between an older person and a younger person happening. And the gap isn't that big that it's like, Oh shit. It's just big enough to be a little bothersome and go, Ew. But to your point, there is some level of consent more so than in other places. But I also, it makes me so uncomfortable. Like, and some of the dialogue is really bad. Like, nobody puts baby in a corner. Like, I just want to be like, <laughs> Swayze, how did you allow them to fucking get you to say that line? Because, Jesus, dude, it's terrible. What I love about that line, though, is like how much it's used outside of oh, this I movie's know. context. And so if you don't know anything about this movie you think it's like this really important line <laughs> and it's it's such a weird place to where it makes zero sense <laughs> it's horrible it's horrible yeah i just can't and out for me like i think that's the problem that i have and maybe it's it's a me thing because this movie's popular people love this movie i know it's an unpopular opinion for me to say it's a bad movie but that's fine, JJ. That's I okay. <laughs> but outside of the music on this, I hate this movie. Like when I saw your list, I was like, God damn it. I, it's like, I can't, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> but I did and I can't handle it. But like, yeah, it's just, and for me, I, I don't know. I get what you're saying too. And I don't disagree with you, which is rare in these situations when we disagree on a movie, but it is a more serious take on an inappropriate relationship. And then you combine it with all of the other quote unquote chick flicks that were happening in the mid eighties, mid to late eighties and early nineties, even where it's this love story amidst this, you know, the, the Romeo and Juliet modernization of my family's rich and your family's working class or poor, or, and you know, you work a shitty camp, like, whatever resort job and i'm you know i don't have to work at all because daddy's got a ton of money and we fall in love because opposites attract i'm okay no i'm not okay with it it's been done a hundred thousand times and it was done better than this before this and so i'm just like i'm to the point the late 80s got to the point for me in this movie especially i think is one that hit me wrong in the same way that a lot of movies today that are just copycats of great movies and great storylines just to sell and tickets and to get people to come and watch a movie. And then you slap a couple of major actors on it because outside of Patrick Swayze at the time, but we heard of fucking anybody in this movie. So they said, well, let's retell this story that's been told in the last five years, at least a dozen and a half times in a very pretty well. And then we'll slap Patrick Swayze on the front of it, fresh off of, you know, being a belligerent bar bouncer. And then like, technically he wasn't belligerent, but being a bar bouncer and like all that stuff, like fresh off his fame and go, let's slap him on it. We'll get a pretty girl. 
we'll make a movie. And I'm like, ugh. And I, to me, I feel it. I'm like, it feels remade a thousand times to me. This, this actually makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. And it goes into a topic that we experience quite a bit in just our age difference. Uh-huh. Because you were alive when this movie mm-hmm. came out. That's fair. I hadn't been born. I, my parents hadn't been married yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> like, and so you're seeing kind of this movie around this these other stories. Yeah. Whereas by the time I'm getting around to see it, it's distance itself. Mm. So I'm not seeing these other dozen, you know, movies filming with the Romeo and Juliet. All I'm seeing is Dirty Dancing because that's the one that made it out of the decade. Right. The others you can still find. You just got to go looking for it. Um, whereas this with the star power and everything. So there we go. That might be the difference, JJ. Could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I also think, too, like, so this one's one that and it's going back to the fact that we're talking about a movie that's so popular. And even in 87, it was popular. Like Patrick Swayze was famous enough and beloved enough and he takes his shirt off and he's semi-glossy when he does it that like perfect it worked out right like even i can't deny my heart beats a little faster when it happens so i'm not and then if he's not shirtless he's wearing tank tops so it's like (laughs) on the verge like he's just like why are you even wearing it dude (laughs) but like there's also some very heavy content to this movie that like I don't even know if I'd call it a love story versus like a vacation from hell that actually turns into hey I met some creepy ass older guy that is emotionally unattached and I'm gonna fall in love with him like I mean there's some dark shit that happens like botched medical procedures <laughs> that again I won't say because we'll get in trouble from YouTube on that one as well but I mean, that's a heavy topic in and of itself. And you're like, whoa, everybody ends up okay, though. You know, <laughs> and that, that shit's emotionally pro against. I, I don't give a shit about that. Regardless, going through that is emotionally and mentally and it, it's hard. It's a challenge, period. No, which, no matter which side of that fence you fall on. So I'm like, I watch that and I'm like, oh, my God, this is dark but it's wrapped up in this pretty love story bow that i'm like i don't know that even if and this is like the epitome for me too because i have a problem with love movie and we've talked about this before they're so unrealistic to me and this one might be the height of eh, probably not but it's up there for me because the shit that they go through i'm like you don't recover this isn't a movie that like at the end of it everybody goes away and they're like yay we fuck off they broke up a week after she fucking left (laughs) you know what i mean or if he followed her ass they broke up five years later with one with a kid that they now have to figure out how to co-parent and that shit's not going to work out well that's how i look at this i go how are we looking at this and celebrating this love story because this shit is not gonna fucking work (laughs) that's that's a fair statement um (laughs) Yeah, it hurts me. I, I'm like, oh. I just can't wait for them to come out with Dirty Dancing 2. Oh, God. Well, didn't they do Dirty Dancing? Don't, like, don't, don't ruin this for me, Jake. Come on, dude. I swear they did Dirty Dancing like in Cuba or they something like that. Um, I haven't I really seen it, though, so it doesn't exist. 
you're in trouble <laughs> now, dude. Uh, while you're looking that up, I will say, so kind of going back to this thing we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube with the botched medical procedure. Yes. That's going to get a, a really annoying really fast. I know. Um, right? I really liked how how they use that as a way to bridge this societal gap. Right. Cause up to this point, uh, baby's trying to kind of, you know, ingratiate herself with the, uh, with the staff at the camp and it's not going well because they all see her as, you know, this, uh, princess, she's coming down to their level because she's bored, you know, having everything handed to her on a silver platter. Um, <laughs> yeah that's fair and then you have this kind of like very emotional very kind of important thing and it's kind of cool to have her be able to bridge this gap um and even to the point of her dad who's a doctor convenient that yeah. but that's another one where you know kind of at this time um there's nothing stopping him from calling the police um you know taking this situation and escalating it further yeah um, or just even refusing to help despite his you know creed as a doctor sure um but he could do any one of these things and nobody would bat an eye because of where he is who he is and who he's dealing with mm-hmm. right and so it's very kind of cool how you have these societal gaps, but the way that they're bridged is a way that you'd expect people to act, even though they don't always do it. True. That's a fair point. And I didn't really think about that too, because my next point with this movie was going to be, I don't find it believable. Cause if I am, and again, I'm an older man at this point, right? Like, so I look at the world a little differently. If I'm Patrick Swayze and I'm almost double this girl and she is a brat, like spoiled, rich girl, bratty, there's no fucking way I'm giving her the time of day because she would annoy the fuck out of me. Like the level of immaturity, like I would just be like, and even at, I don't know, whatever his age, was, what is he, 20? I don't fucking know. Working two jobs, you know, Old enough that he should be annoyed by this very young being the eye candy and having to deal with the older clientele at this, yeah, you know, camp and then having, yeah, baby hang on, you know, Mm. yeah, no, I, I, well, and and I look at this and I go, why would you go with this insipid, fucking snotty little girl when you have mature, beautiful, experienced women that want your nuts? fuck off dude sorry teenager i'm out (laughs) there's not a chance in hell so to your point like i guess i've never looked at it from because i always try to like bypass in my brain the botch medical procedure piece that i'm like so it's a good point like i i stand corrected in that that is a good connection connective tissue piece to bring two parties together that i'm like nah because there's, I, I just find it so unbelievable when I watch this. I'm like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? She's going to annoy you in like a month to the point of like, stop talking forever. <laughs> like, I can't handle you even that see that a little bit. Like, sure, if you pay attention. But when they're first dancing, mm-hmm. like it's it's all business. Oh, yeah. It is all business. Yeah. Move here. Stop this. Do this. What are you doing? 
again, yeah. again, again, again. And then it takes a nice little left turn <laughs> and now it becomes more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's something that I kind of enjoy. That's the right word. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I, I see it and I'm like, ah, I, I see what you did there, Emil. Yeah. But did you are you ready to ruin my life? And did you find Dirty Dancing in Cuba? Yeah, it's called Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it had Patrick Swayze in it. <laughs> of course it did. And get this, it also had Diego Luna. <laughs> you know what's going to come up is this is going to be a pick of our oh, wonderful patron, Chad the Dick. <laughs> stop it. I will die. Because this looks, I don't know, maybe it's better. I, I don't know. But like, I guarantee act- you, it's not the actors. <laughs> I was, I'm in pretty like, it's got okay. So here's the cast. Ready? Okay. Patrick Swayze, Diego Luna, uh, Ramla Garai. But like, she, you won't know her unless you like enjoy period pieces from like way back. But like, she does a lot of. She did a lot of, like, she was in Elizabeth or re- uh, becoming Elizabeth, Emma. She does a lot of like the 1800s period pieces early on in her career, but she's awesome. Celia Ward, Jonathan Jackson, who, if it weren't for that country music TV show, he probably wouldn't be nearly as famous as he got for a minute. But you got John Slattery, like <laughs> January Jones. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I knew it existed. I've never seen it. And hopefully I never will. But like I'm looking at this cast going, <laughs> Jesus know, Christ. Be on a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no shit. There are some serious people in that movie. But then they're also talking about, I guess reading here, they're talking about a sequel sequel that will have Jennifer Grey in it. That will be uh, Dirty Dancing 2. Because obviously Rip can't have Patrick Swayze it anymore, which is a crying shame. That man was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But here's okay. So here's my last issue. And then if I'm dad, the fact that dad comes around and look, I get why, like I, I understand the explanation of why Papa baby comes around, but I think of it, look, and I'm not a dad. I'm an uncle of two very beautiful young women. That's as close as I get to being a parent. But I also had a younger sister that, is almost eight years younger than me that I love dearly. And I would like have me as an older brother, let alone as a father. Like I can't imagine coming around at this time in my daughter's life. She's 25 years old. He's 35 years old. Fine. That's, you know what I mean? You've lived life long enough at that point for me to say you're smart enough or dumb enough in one way or another, you have to live with those decisions at 17, barely 18 years old. Fuck off. Especially where this dude's almost 30 or 20, whatever, mid 20. I don't remember how old he is. I can never remember that number, but he's old enough that it, as a father, I can't put myself in that man's headspace to go. I'll find a way to be okay with it. Even after everything that goes on, like I'd be like, great, awesome good man still not fucking dating my daughter and the fact that you slept with her means i might beat your ass in the night i you know and if i won't because i'm old 
I'm going to send someone to do it for me. You know I was what I mean? Like, did you see Patrick Swayze's abs? <laughs> yeah. Papa Baby's bouncing off of those. Things. Yeah, I mean, that's I thought it through. I was like, this is Patrick Swayze at peak Patrick Swayze. He probably beat the old man's ass. However, I'm a rich doctor. I'm going to send somebody to beat your ass and make sure it's. And I don't give a shit if daughter's mad at me because the fact that I know that this isn't going to last means I can live with her being mad at me for a while. You know what I mean? Until she realizes that this isn't going to last. But I think that's my, this movie and some other movies like it, but this is, I think the first one that we've done it that really disconnects me with me because I think about reality versus most movies. I turn reality off and I get mad when movies make me think about real life, but this one does. And I'm like, not a fucking chance. And I think that's my, at the core of all my issues is I find this movie highly unbelievable and I have a hard time for this movie. And I don't know why turning off my, that uh, my suspension of disbelief because it's a movie and it's supposed to be entertainment. I can't do it with this movie. I just watch it and go, there's no fucking way that these, the amount of bad luck, good luck, coincidence, whatever you want to call it for all of these pieces to fall into place to switch the the mindset and to actually have dad come around and go, okay, it's okay. And everybody's happy and go lucky at the end of this is so outrageous to me that I just can't get past it. And then you throw in like the nitpicky shit that is normally nitpicky for me. Like the dialogue's not great all the time. And I don't really like most of the, I don't love the setting because it just feels redone. But anyway, I think that's my biggest biggest that my core is i just look at it and go this is completely unrealistic to me here's the thing i agree with you Mm -hmm. in that sense where that's the thing i don't buy and the only thing that makes it to me believable believable in this (laughs) unbelievable film setting like you say is the fact that it it seems to be how they wrap everything up Mm -hmm. right because you have this camp in the Catskills, which first of all, the most unbelievable thing is that anybody would go to a resort in the Catskills, let's be honest. Uh, But you have this very, I hate using the word, but conservative kind of area, right? Sequence, everything like that. Everything is rigid, kind of, here's the thing. It's, you go to this because this is where you came as a kid, right? And the guy who hosts it, like he's, he's the guy, right? For summer, uh, retreats and resorts and you see this change kind of happening to the end mm. to where you have that i don't know fight song i don't know what to call the <laughs> the song that they're singing at the end where it's uh, pledge of allegiance i don't know what it is but they have this sure. and you can see you know the difference on the faces between the guests and the staff and he kind of has this moment where he's like the world's changing um type of a theme and so then you have this almost shift to where now it seems to be everything's okay with it. I don't think it's well done, and I, I'm reaching, right? I'm, sure. I'm down the fishing pole and hope I get something with it. But that's what makes it okay for me because I have the same problem in the sense that I was like, okay, I, I, I do not see dad coming around this quick based on what we have. I think you could have done it better, um, but I feel like this movie is already kind of long enough as it is. If you add in that extra sequence to make it kind of make more sense. Yeah. Now now you're running into real issues with time. 
that's fair. Because it's pretty short. I mean, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, but it doesn't feel like an hour and 40 minutes. It's, long, it's a long hour and 40 minute film. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm with you. I, and I get, and maybe that's, maybe, I, and maybe that's the part is because of how far the turnaround from dad is like, because it's unrealistic of me to say that something like this would never happen because it's happened a billion times. The inappropriate age gap relationship, it still to this day happens. The problem, and even parents like dads are like, okay, I accept it because they have to, or they lose a certain level of credibility and maybe even a relationship with daughter. And they're not willing to sacrifice that piece, but there's, it's still a very reluctant acceptance versus this guy feels like he's going to take him fucking fishing. fishing. Yeah, exactly. Take him out, go hang out on the lake with him tomorrow. And I'm like, that's too far for me. So no, I think you, I think you make a good point that, yeah, it's a struggle, but it does have a great soundtrack. That it does. The music is outrageously good. Um, and I think surprisingly, again, one of the best songs stars, because I didn't know it until like way later when Patrick Swayze's singing. And I'm like, hold on. That's, I think my dad told me, he's like, yeah, that's Patrick Swayze. I'm like, shut oh, the fuck up. He's a five tool guy. He can do it all. Seriously. Guy can act, he can dance, he can sing. Like, fuck. He's good. Sad we lost him, especially the way we did. Like I remember pictures, seeing pictures of him at the end, and I'm like, God damn, like that's terrible. What a horrid, horrid disease. It just it's unfortunate. But yeah, the soundtrack, like Otis Redding, you have some great fucking music. Right? If I can, Hungry Eyes was my ringtone for the longest dude, time. I love that song <laughs> so much. Love it. I almost broke out in the song right there. Nobody wants that, but that shit was. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah. You girls don't cry. I love that song too. Um, what else is on there? I mean, I've had the time of my life. Well, yeah, I mean that one. Kind of got to put that one on there, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Well, because well, then he yeah. So he sings no, because he doesn't sing the time of my life. It's the she's like the wind one that he sings that Swayze sings. Oh, okay. Uh, time of my life is. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember who sings that, but I, he's not Bill Medley, Jennifer Warrens, Bill Medley. Gotcha. 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 Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. So he sings Swayze sings. She's like the wind. Gotcha. That's the and one. then the other one that I feel like you hate, but I find hilarious. Yeah. Is the love is strange. Oh, fuck. You're, <laughs> you're right on point. <laughs> Cause it, fuck it man. is such a stupid song. It's such so a stupid, stupid, such a stupid point in the movie, but I find it hilarious. Yeah, and I don't, I'm, I don't know why. I don't have a reason for it, other than I just cackle every time it comes on. Well, and I feel bad saying that because it's got Bo Diddley in it, but like, <laughs> it's so stupid. I fucking hate it <laughs> so much. And maybe it's because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just. I don't know, maybe because it's just so stupid in the movie, but like, it's stupid. Like, I hate that. I do hate that movie, but I, it's got or that song, but it's got great, yeah, some kind of wonderful. I just was looking over the song list finally. I don't know why I didn't before, but yeah, so got some good pieces. Yeah, Kellerman's anthem. That's the one you're talking about. The, 
it's literally it's 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 written with it's the same canceled. melody as the university of kansas alma mater ah alma mater is the one i was looking for not fight song uh, fucking killerman's <laughs> anthem what a stupid fucking yeah i i don't know well and it's also got you know another one that doesn't in the still of the night that's a great song too even though they misspelled night um yeah great music great soundtrack just an awkward movie for me awkward movie all right you ready to rate this thing i am ready have at it my friend because it's my movie right that's right Ah. i didn't know jj and i were going to disagree quite so much on this movie to be honest even though i think you told me that you hated it i just in one you know headpiece and out the other um and I, i i really like this movie um, now, it's not great. It's not perfect. Uh, but one of my favorite points is actually where babies like practicing their dance steps, like that mm. whole montage thing. Um, I, I don't buy that she could have gotten as good as she did in the three days she had to practice. Yeah. But it's nice to show. I like when movies show that, you know, for lack of a better term, training montage. Yeah. Right. Instead in putting time and effort into it to where she's not perfect. Sure. She, she messes up all the time and kind of improving throughout the process. Because to me, that takes more acting skill than actually knowing how to dance is how to dance poorly and then progressively get better. That's fair. Um, this is a tough one for me to rate because I don't want to go all out on it. Um, rate it how you feel, dude. Rate it how I feel. I hate going first. Okay. Easy peasy. I'm going to give this a four. I'm going to watch this anytime anybody suggests it. I don't necessarily watch it for anything else than Patrick Swayze most times. But when I sit down and watch it, I like watching it. There we go. Four for me. There you go. (laughs) There you go. This movie's such a conundrum for me because I know how popular it is. And I know how unpopular my opinion of this movie is. But I... I hate it. Like, I just can't like, and, and you know me, like, I'm sure I told you I hate it. And it was like, oh, JJ hates every movie to a certain level. Cause I do like, I always find shit wrong. Even with shit I love, I find shit wrong with it for the most part. But this one, I fucking hate this movie. Like I really do. It, it hurts my soul to watch this movie. Cause it's just so awkward for me and uncomfortable. And I don't enjoy it. I do love Patrick Swayze though. And I love Jennifer Grey after this movie (laughs) but i think i hate her character so much that i can't like her from this movie and and this was not my first introduction to jennifer gray i didn't Ah. i didn't watch this movie until after i had watched her in the she was in other stuff and i don't remember what movie it was that i watched her first in but this was not my first introduction to jennifer gray so i had very i watched it went what the fuck was she thinking um, the other part of this movie that gets me is how often, and you kind of touched on it, is how often people reference this movie in other movies. Like, even I was thinking about watching as we were watching this movie, and the whole part where he lifts her up over his head, shit, like <laughs> the most famous piece of this movie. So many TikToks of people fucking that shit up and dropping people on their faces, or like there's a movie, uh, have you seen Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan yeah. Gosling? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And that movie uses it like he's like, I use that movie to get a girl in bed. And I'm like, God damn it. If that would that would work like (laughs) and I watch that and go, fuck, this movie has way too many fucking pieces that people reference 
for this movie for my comfort level because it's so skeezy this movie <laughs> anyway i look the acting is good because of swayze and some of the main like the guy that plays the dad is amazing like there's great actors in this movie i just hate the content the music's great i'm gonna give it a two because there are parts of this movie that when they hit they're very good and like some of the harder pieces as much as they make me uncomfortable they actually play out well. It's the rest of the shit that it leads to that's so unbelievable to me that I'm like, I just can't with this movie because it does feel very unrealistic to me. I'd rather watch sci-fi that'll never happen than watch this shit because it's so grounded in what should feel like reality, but to me doesn't translate to realistic shit that I have a hard time with it. But there are good parts to it in the dark moments where they're like, yes, that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. It's just, we transition to everything's happy and we all get along at the end. And I'm like, ugh, can't handle it. So I'm going to give it a two. I watch this as little as possible if I can get, and I, I would never watch it again if I could get away with it, but I know that'll never happen. Casey enjoys Casey likes it. To it. Yeah. Okay. She's a girl. I mean, She's a woman, so she likes it. <laughs> I have yet, and I don't say that fucking shitty. I say that because I have yet to find meet a woman that doesn't enjoy dirty dancing because they're looking at it from a very different perspective than I ever have. So it's not because I feel like you're all lovey-dovey. It's because I get that forbidden, you know what I mean? Like the forbidden side for men is a little creepier, so I don't, I can't, but like, if roles are reversed and I'm a 17 year old dude and I'm getting chased by, or I'm work, you know, working on a almost 30 year old woman, I can't deny that maybe there's no, maybe I'm, I'm all in. Right. Yeah, it's, I was going to say 17, 18 years old. I'm all in <laughs> fucking sign me up, dude. So I, that from that perspective, but from the dude, from my side, I just can't, I can't do it. So there it is. Dirty dancing, man. Tell everybody where they can find us so I can be done with this shit. I love it. I'm so glad Mattson isn't on this episode. That's terrible. Uh, so thank you for tuning in to our review of Dirty Dancing. I for sure have had the time of my life. This is week two of movies with great soundtracks. And yeah, uh, the best one of the month so far. Uh, special shout out and thank you to our patrons, uh, whose name has probably changed half a dozen times since recording this. Chad the Dick. You are the best. We appreciate you immensely and are grateful that you are still with us. Uh, Patreon is a place to join us and get involved in the content of What's Our Verdict. And by joining, you can take away the monopoly that Chad the Dick currently has. Plus, if you join, I will make JJ send you a sticker of his face as an extra incentive. So uh, with that being said, I will kick it back to the Titan of Terror, the Sultan of Swat, or JJ. That's right. And it'll be an animated version of my face, but still my face amazing stickers nice little bubble sticker that's right that's right i have one somewhere but i think it's on my old pc that i've swapped out so i need to put a new one on there um i have all of our faces on my old pc actually <laughs> nice yep so thanks for tuning in with that we appreciate it and we'll catch you on the next one Hasta la vista, baby. Cinemagic out.